You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hey, angels. How you doing? It is, this one is, will will be in the first week of November. Um, headed towards Sunday's time change, I must say I am excited for gaining an hour, um, yeah. and 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 needing some extra sleep because it's on Friday the seventh or the eighth or whatever day that is. Yeah. Um, but anyways, speaking of time, <laughs> time that thing I, that isn't real but is. <laughs> yes, the thing that constrains us, we feel, or the thing that is vast too vast depending on your situation (laughs) you're waiting for something time takes forever you're you're needing to get stuff done it's two seconds it's like oh that's it yes yes and what has and what have our lives come to you know like because of time you know and how the evolution of what time has mean you know like has meant to humans is like kind of amazing but I think it's I like this topic is a good one for everyone because I think we're we're just in a society where we're being forced to manage time like down to the minute sometimes and it's overwhelming it's a lot it can really stress you out um but it also doesn't mean that it's an impossible thing (laughs) it doesn't mean that we can't you know change stuff it's just a lot of deprogramming and a lot of you know kind of getting used to stuff that's not the norm when it has been the norm for so long you know um so I feel like there's lots of lots of bits of info about to come out in here and lots of ahas for us because (laughs) this is kind of a as most of them are something that hits home you know I think yeah it hits home well and you know depending on your relationship with time like for me I can waste time doing a lot of things. Like I am very good at wasting time. (laughs) Um, And just like I am because like I will sit and and either watch TV or sit on my phone. And all of a sudden it's two hours later. And I'm like, what the hell happened? It's like, I've just lost two hours. And um, you needed to disconnect for two hours. But, and I am more than just on my phone, but you know, there's, there's, there's different things. And I think that, I think in, in, in my heart of hearts is if we use it as a loose guide versus as a, like, as something that's controlling us, Mm -hmm. because time is ruled by Kronos, which is Saturn, right? Saturn. Mm -hmm. I think Saturn is the planet that rules time. Um, and I just, I I really feel that it's, it's how we like, cause let me go back. I have a problem with wasting time in the sense of like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh, you could have done all of these things in that time. And on the, but at the, on the other hand of it. I've been actively working to understand that rest is just important as action is when it comes to time. I think we see time as productivity. We see time as like our, like, what did we get done today? What did we accomplish? And versus like, rather than saying, you know what? I accomplished this, but I accomplished, I also accomplished being able to take an hour nap because I was exhausted and I was tired. We see rest as wasted time. Yeah. And that was one of the concepts that I personally had to let go of because I'm sorry, when you have a chronic illness 
And some days you get up and like, for me, it's the barometric pressure that causes pain. It's the, it's the humidity that's, you know, and so if, if it's a slow go in the morning, if it's really humid or it's raining outside or there's the barometric pressure is high. So I may need an hour, an extra hour of rest, or I may need it's productivity. And I see it as time. I'm allowing my body to heal itself. Yeah. Well, this is a concept that we can, we can give, we can give pregnant ladies all the naps in the world, right? Like you're allowed to have that body condition affect the amount of rest that you need, right? We can accept that body change of pregnancy means that you need rest to rejuvenate to take care of the other life inside of you all of that kind of stuff we can get that we can get that athletes need rest right like world series is going on a pitcher needs a certain amount of rest before he can pitch again these are fine why does that not like why does not why have we not been taught to use that across the board because it's not productive to who needs us to be productive which is not often us <laughs> in all reality that the, the concept coming from other people needing things from us and that changing the face of how we live our lives in this society and it has gone way out of control if you ask me you know I think other countries that still participate in a like siesta in the afternoon type deal they have it dialed in they have the understanding that this is working for humans like, how do we make this work for humans? And we'll, we'll still get the benefit that financially and, you know, culturally and all that kind of stuff, but it's not going to work long-term right? if we don't do it that way. Yep. Well, and I think too, is that the, the narrative of the grind yeah. has and also been, being the opposite of the grind, right has been a huge influence to a lot of people. I know it was to me for a minute there. I was like, because I couldn't sustain the grind. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't work a nine to five job and then go home, eat dinner. And then, and it's not that I watched TV. I probably worked on the other stuff I needed to. And then stayed up till three in the morning working on my shit and then having to go to work at 7 a.m. Do, do you think that that would have been conducive to my health and well-being? No. Right. No. Well, it's called a grind. I feel like a grind pulverizes everything. <laughs> so it's pretty obvious what the grind is going to do to you. <laughs> it's going to pulverize you into dust. <laughs> and it's not to but, say that there are people out there who don't have to work hard. I get it if you have to work two and three jobs. I've been there. I, I had to support three kids on two full-time I get it. I've been there. I've had to, but if, if there's a choice involved, you know, like, you know, it's choose that rest is part of your grind. Like rest is part of rejuvenating you because I'm sorry for me, the work that I do, if I'm half exhausted and I'm not Mm -hmm. fully present, and I'm not going to do a job, good job as if I were to take nine hours, eight hours of sleep and wake up and, and, and do it then. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite former, former hockey players, uh, Brooks, like he was, and I think this is not the first time that I've mentioned this on this podcast. Um, but I learned through the podcast that he had with Gavin DeGraw, which I don't even know if it's still going. They, they hadn't been putting out episodes for a while. But anyway, like he's, he still remains like an ultra athlete. Um, he hasn't played hockey in a few years, but he, uh, you know, will all, he tells everybody the most important part of my athleticism is my rest. He's like, number one, that is non-negotiable is that I get enough sleep. I, you know, it's not that I get enough water. It's not that I get enough exercise. It's not that the nutrition that I put in my body, if I'm not sleeping well, everything else gets thrown off. And like, when I, when you look at his workouts and you look at what he looks like, you're like convinced, you know what I mean? Like, you're kind of like, well, shit, if that dude is saying that this is so important to 
his energy, I mean, he's hiking all over the place with his dog and doing all this shit that I'm like, oh my God, I'd have to recuperate for a month if I did what you did, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's like, okay. And you know what, y'all? I tried it. <laughs> I tried instead of thinking I was missing out on me time, which is what ends up happening for me as a parent, that it's like my kid goes to bed. And then if I go to bed a couple hours later, I've only had two hours of me time which is usually wrapping up business stuff that I can't do or doing the dishes or cleaning the house or, you know, none of it is me time. I I would stay up until like one o'clock in the morning to make sure that I had time to, you know, watch TV and veg out and like all these other things. And it was like, dude, you need to go to sleep. (laughs) And since I started sleeping, I I used to sleep six hours a night. That was about the max. Yeah, seriously, I would, I was so trained to do with it that if I went to bed early, I would get up six hours later, whether it was three o'clock in the morning or, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, because my, my body was just put on that schedule and panic wise, I guess I was, I had it trained. Like you don't sleep more than six hours or everything goes crazy. Now that I get a good, usually eight hours and sometimes more, depending on if, if I'm tired, I let myself go to sleep brain fog is gone. <laughs> like I, I do have energy. I'm, I'm still a little slow to get up in the morning, but I can make it through the day. I I'm more productive. I very much am more productive. I have more ideas like, and more uh, bandwidth mentally to implement them, to explore them, to, you know, yeah. speak coherently sometimes <laughs> was hard because I was so freaking tired that my brain couldn't, form the sentences to say what I needed to say, it would happen all the time. I'd be in the middle of talking and I'd be like, Oh my God, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. All the time that would happen to me. And I thought, Oh, it's because of my concussions, which yes, (laughs) some of it is that I realize it, but I had to take care of my brain and let it rest and take, you know, take that time to sleep at night. It is, it has been a game changer. And then it, you know, in tandem though, I had to learn not to grind during my waking hours the way that people tell you, you have to. And I did learn that I didn't have to, I don't have to. And that makes everything, it makes all the tasks easier. It makes all those tasks get done way better because it's like, I feel good and I'm cutting out the BS. The stuff that real, that people have told you you have to do, I don't have to do it. (laughs) Like literally- don't have to do it. <laughs> Which is a huge revelation. I mean, I think we think that if we don't do the grind, we're not successful. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and that, again, that's a whole other podcast, but the definite, what is your definition of success? What is it you're trying to achieve? And to me, if there's the angel saying, yep, that's true. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it, you know, I think we have to determine what success we are trying to achieve, first of all. Second of all, how can we do it in a way that's healthy? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, Vanessa, it's like some people are astonished, but I have to have between eight and nine hours of sleep. And if I don't get that at least minimum, I'm done. Like you might as well not even talk to me. Like work (laughs) is horrible, but I also know that there's, cause I just, because mentally, physically, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's impossible. I mean, I get up multiple times a night, so, but it's broken sleep, but still nine hours minimum. And I'm just, yeah. Okay. Some days I'm like, I don't want to sleep so much. I want to do things, but I can't do things if I don't sleep because my body is like, a big F you like it takes yeah. till the morning. I mean, I think it was 6am that I got up this morning, you know, before I really got up that my ankles stopped hurting. Like, yeah. you, you know, the tendons in my ankles, you know, have been hurting because I've been switching shoes and, you know, I've been wearing different types of shoes. And so it's like, I mean, this is a story of a chronic illness, but it's just, but, but because of that, there was so much inflammation and there's so much pain there. Mm-hmm. It took from, I think I actually went to bed at 1030 last night till 6am, which is what almost eight hours for it to stop hurting. 
Yeah. So it's like my body needed that at least that amount of time to deal with the inflammation, to deal with the pain, what was yeah. causing the pain. And so that it could actually like feel good to walk on. So my body, you know, is like, is dictating. It's like, no, we need this time. We need to heal. We need to take care of what's wrong in your body. Our bodies need that in order to take care of us in order to heal, you know, the scratch, or maybe you had a puncture wound, or maybe you broke a bone. Our bodies need that time that rest in order for it to heal itself. Right. And the more we push ourselves during the day, the more rest we need. And that I think is the major difference in mindset, you know, of like, it's, it's almost like a chicken or egg kind of thing. If I get enough rest, I can do a lot of stuff. If I do a lot of stuff, I need a lot of rest, you know, and they kind of go hand in hand, but the find, finding that, that really good balance of not having it be such a pendulum swing or not having it be such a yo-yo um, effect of like, you know, I, I always think to myself, like, I don't want to create a day I need to recover from, you know, yeah. like, that's not what I'm, I don't want that life anymore because I've lived that life. I've lived the life where sleep was literally like drop dead sleep, <laughs> you know, like I, you know, fell out because the day was so freaking stressful. I, you know, I was doing so many things that like my body gave up and I went to sleep. I needed to recover from my day. And that sucked. <laughs> like I was like, I don't want to live this life. I want the end of my day to be a nice, grateful, beautiful experience as I drift off to sleep. <laughs> you know, like that's and, and, and I don't care if anybody tells me I can't do it. I will find a way <laughs> because somebody out there is doing it. And I want to be one of those people, you know, I don't want to have to recover from my days. And so that turns into a new time management challenge of figuring out, I mean, people who know me know that I have, I'll never have enough time in this lifetime on this earth to do everything that I'm interested in doing. Never. It's not possible. I want to do everything. (laughs) I want to learn everything. I want to touch everything. I want to create everything. There's never going to be enough time for it. And so that means though, that I don't overload my, you know, I don't overload anymore. I used to, because it was like, I, I felt like I was missing out if I didn't get all of this stuff, if I didn't touch all of this stuff, if I didn't learn all of this stuff, and it still can be that way because I love it. It's I, I, I get into it and that's what I want to do all the time, but I have to be conscious of, well, again, are we now creating a day that I need to recover from that? I'm that started out positive, but I have turned it negative because of this go, go, go society, because of this achieve, achieve, achieve society, society, where can I work in some different time management so that I feel great during the day that I don't feel rushed and I don't feel the panic of not having time that meant letting go of some things that I didn't think I could let go of my social life barely exists and I'm okay (laughs) with it, man. Like I never thought that that would be true, but I've filled my life with other things like my daughter and my work and my crafting and my, you know, I, I live in a house now. So I do a lot of gardening and yard work and things like that, that are taking, you know, there it's, it's part of the shift. And that means other stuff had to fall away. And I had to accept that and choose that in order to create days that I didn't have to recover from. Yep. And you know, and, and the thing too is I want to put an asterisk. I don't mind falling dead to sleep if I've had an amazing day and I've had a lot yes. of fun. <laughs> I'm okay with dropping like, 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 you know, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yes. That is a good asterisk. Yes. asterisk. <laughs> um, but you know, angels, we were full-on exposure here, you know, cause we are what we talk about, you know, we were just having conversation about, you know, Vanessa and I, we came together, we both had individual kind of businesses outside of, 
what Forge Angels was before Forge Angels was anything. And Mm -hmm. we were just talking about, you know, like I've allowed my personal brand to go by the wayside because of how much I love Freud's angels and how much it feeds me. However, (laughs) you know, I, I personally realized was that I didn't have any bandwidth for my personal brand. So where, where can I shift? Because I mean, before I kind of took control of my schedule, my schedule was Monday through Friday until 5 PM I worked. And then, you know, and then Mondays I have a standing date with one of my best friends I, Tuesday was a recording day slash it used to be something else as well before a that class. I think yeah. we had a class, right? I had a class on Tuesdays and then Wednesday we went live every week and then mm-hmm. Thursday was the only day I didn't have anything in after work so I would fit a couple healings in there if I needed to and then Friday I have my friend is Jewish so he invites us up for Shabbat dinner and anything else that happens on a Friday And then Saturday was my only kind of day without anything in it, unless I went out and had adventures. And then Mm -hmm. Sunday we record. So every single day had something Mm -hmm. in it. I had no bandwidth for my personal brand. I don't even know what that is anymore. Like I've lost sight of me because of, of my, that my entrepreneurial part, because I've committed so much time to other things. Like I, I work for someone else. I do their social media. I do their, you know, I, I teach other classes. Like I'm right now, I'm going to start a healing class I'm teaching. So there's other things that I do, but I was like, where can I find the balance? You know, what do we do? Like we love Freud's angels, but how much time versus, you know, are we putting in to Freud's angels where, it's, you know, I mean, to, I'm going to be straight up the lives, some of them doing them so often, most people don't show up because they know that, oh, I'll jump on once a month and I'll get a reading or I'll, we'll talk to them and they're not really there. So, you know, we have to regroup and decide what do we do with them? You know, yeah. how do we shift so that there's time for each of our things that we're involved in? Because I mean, like, I'm lucky that I have a nine to five in a sense of that. I believe in that I can work for, and I feel like I'm making a difference. Whereas Vanessa, she's, is her own boss. She is, she, and, and so it's like, how do we find bandwidth so that we're committing and we're putting great energy into Freud's angels, which is our passion project. Cause we want to serve you. We're here for you. But at the same time, a lot of what we're giving you is from our own. We get from what we do outside of Freud's angels. Like yeah. how many yeah. of you really know what we do outside of this podcast? Right. Like Freud's angels only feeds our souls guys. It doesn't feed our faces. <laughs> There is is no monetary value for us. It's all heart value, which is why we're committed is because it's such a passion project for us. So, you know, we we had to decide, can I take, can I take a little bandwidth from this area in order to work on my brand, to make sure that I'm still present in the social media game, in the game of my my clients, in the game of the people that come to me, can I make sure that I divide that out? And one of the things like I realized the other day was, okay, you need to, I need to adjust my scheduling app, like the availability on it because of the fact that if I'm not available on there, then there's nowhere for people to book, you know? So yeah, I mean, (laughs) I, I, I'm yeah. not real. I mean, this is the way it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. This right. is well, like, like we say every week, most of the times the topics come up because it's stuff that we are working through too. And we love that. We love the transparency of it because it gives you the idea of like, what is it like when it's in it? What is the process actually like when you're in it? Because a lot of times we can give you the synopsis afterwards, but you don't hear the passion or you don't hear the confusion, or you don't hear the urgency after the fact. You hear it in the middle of the fact, right? Like, so right now hearing that we are restructuring our 
time, efforts, energy, all of that kind of stuff because of the reasons what that Amy just outlined is in a way like meant for you to see that as a guideline of like, how do I restructure? How do I think? What is the thought process of restructuring so that I can do it for myself and that you're, I'm not just listening to your story and being like, Oh, how interesting, but I'm able to apply it to my life. So if you're listening right now, being able to say like, where do I give a lot of energy that the exchange is off? And that's all. It doesn't have to be like a tit for tat or like, I'm not getting what I give, you know, it doesn't have to be so rough around the, you know, like around the wording of it, but just kind of like, where do, where am I giving more energy than I'm getting that could work for me in a better spot right now? You know, our, our Freud's angels brand is probably more solid than either one of our individual brands. But at the same time, I understand that it's going to be much more solid as we become solid of the two halves of the whole versus just the whole, you know, of being able to, you know, be 100% solid on our own thing so that we're able to truly say, hey, this is the work that I'm doing. This is the work that Amy's doing. And we come together to talk about the integration of the two. However, you know, as you're listening, if one or the other works best for you, don't feel like Freud's angels as a totality is the only option for you, (laughs) you know? And I think that comes from that strong branding of being able to, Hey, what's, you know, you're listening right now and you hear something awesome, you know, that Amy says, you may want to go check out some more of what Amy has to say that she hasn't said on Freud's Angels. Well, guess what, y'all? You can't find any of that information because we haven't put it <laughs> we haven't put it anywhere for you to do that. And we're understanding this is the process we're going through of, hey, we're putting a lot of energy places, but where are we getting with it? Right. Are we really giving? How much are we really giving? Are we giving in the right spaces? And we're not, you know, we're giving in the in in the spaces that aren't serving us best right now so it's a regroup it's it's an honest regroup and being able to say to ourselves like you know i have to say to myself all the time like dude you're like this isn't you i was just telling amy about making videos and being like freaking a man i've gone i'm i'm continuously fighting that robot clinical vanessa still (laughs) when i'm doing this branding stuff that sucks you know but it's that part of that process and it can only be done by putting the energy there. And I, and I really caution those of you who are regrouping, re kind of structuring your time frames. never give up too much time of the things that feed your soul. Yeah, absolutely. Freud's angels for me personally feeds my soul. Time with Vanessa feeds my soul. I mean, like they're, it's an essential part of my life and it's an essential part of, of right now, how I work and and how I create magic outside of it. This is so important. So it's not something I'm ever going to give up too much time of, but there are Mm -hmm. sure certain ways that we can structure it so that we can take little pockets of time, like, you know, deciding to do lives once a month instead of four every week, you know? So that's like, pockets of time that I get back and that I can say, what do I want to do with this time? Or, and, or it's like creating new structure around how we do things and making sure certain things like what we're recording and the space that we're recording it in and how many podcasts we're going to record in one week and things like Mm -hmm. that, that we can make decisions on so that we ease up some time for both of us to Mm -hmm. really dial in the rest of what we, what it is we want to do and also asking for help. You know, I do social media marketing for, for, for someone else, but my game is not good for myself, nor is it good for Fourth angels. And I just, there's, it's just, I don't know why that is, but, but I have a friend who does it and who says, you know, I really want more healings, but I don't have the cash for it. 
So I'm like, let's talk about a little bit of a trade and see energy exchange, come to an agreement, (laughs) you know, and to really not just say, not force the situation, but to say what it is I need and what it is they offer and to see if there's somewhere in the middle that we can meet that gets her, you know, a healing every so often. And it gets somebody to help me get out of my own head about my own social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like, okay, it's like, all right. That's, honestly, and truly, when you think about even just that, right? Like, so what you had started out when you said that, that was the asking for help as a way of restructuring your time and being able to give it where it needs to go. And, and that matters because certain things that we don't like to do that we're not going to do effectively. No, it is good for somebody else to do that. You know, like if I'm going to half-ass my dishes, somebody else should probably do them. You know, like (laughs) if there's a possibility of somebody else doing them, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I, you know, like I've thought about that with house cleaning. I don't like cleaning my house. Well, when there's money freed up for doing that, why don't I, you know, that's, that's giving to somebody else. Right. And I'm getting something in return that I really am happy about. And then I don't have to spend my time cleaning my house. Sounds great. Goals, you know, so that I can put my energy into spaces that will allow for that to happen. Yep. Yep. I mean, really it's this whole thought process of it's not just trading time for, for tasks, which is what we have been created or not created what we have been indoctrinated to believe is what we're supposed to be doing with our times is scheduling our hours as our this we do this our this we do this our this we do that and then you know that's how we think of it we really need to be thinking beyond that and thinking of you know our energy as on a whole and what's best for us yeah in every moment well, it's like, okay, so I took vacation this week, as some of you know, and I asked myself, what did I want to accomplish? Because I did take it for a purpose, not only because I needed a break from my nine to five, but because I never really fully showed up in my home and and, and unpacked. And so I really wanted to begin to create that in my house. So I made a list of the things that I wanted to accomplish, but I also made a list of the things that I wanted to do for fun. Like, what are some of the things that you want to do to enjoy your vacation? You know, one forever ago, I, I've been, I've been working with the fairies on a very novice level for a long time. And I was like, let's, there's a course, an evergreen course that about working with the fairies. And I'm like, let's buy it. I bought it a while ago. I haven't done anything with yet. So that was one of the things that I wanted to do. I'm like, yeah, do fairy work. And I'm like, that's awesome. And it's like, waiting Mm -hmm. for the sun because it's raining up here so like waiting for the sun there's a lake that I want to go and um uh you know walk around there's a path it's really beautiful it's I've heard a lot about it so I was like okay so when the sun comes out I'm gonna go do that and it's like and the other part of it I love I have a pullout sofa like on like that pulls out into a bed so one of the favorite things I love doing is I love pulling out that bed and getting like snacks and like sitting there and my cat will crawl up and she'll hang with me the whole day. And we can watch like, like Midsummer Murders all day. Like that's like the best mm-hmm. thing is to like lay around and, and, and just enjoy TV. Cause I don't put a TV in my bedroom. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like having sure. that fun and feeling like, okay, And yesterday I had a struggle. I was like, cause I sat down and I thought, all right, you know, I, I have a YouTube um, favorite that puts content out on Mondays. Well, she didn't cause it was her Monday off. And I was like, oh, bummer. And so I got stuck (laughs) into watching something else and I'm like, okay, girl, what are we going to do? Are we, is this a day that we're going to take to do this? Or was there, is there something that we want to accomplish? Maybe we can do both at the same time. You want to watch TV? What do we want to do? So I had two chairs I had to build for my, my dining room table since before I moved into this apartment that, <laughs> that needed to be built. <laughs> and so while I watched TV, I built two chairs. The first time I did it, it took me two days and two and a half days. 
This time it took me two and a half hours because I was just like, I'm just going to take my time in doing it. I'm not going to rush because I'm in a hurry. I'm not going to panic myself because of the time frame. I'm just going to do this until it's done and it'll be done. And we get to have fun and watch TV at the same time. Took me two and a half hours and they're built. And I get rid of this huge ass box out of my living room. I am so pumped and so proud of myself. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I jumped up and I'm like, yes, we did it. (laughs) Well, let's not forget too that when we're doing these kind of things, we're manifesting. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong. And this I learned, this I learned from living with my aunt and my uncle who like essentially saved me like from the situation that I was in they gave me like a safe place to be but it was the the place to be because of the way that they think they they think the way that I do we've had we had many many like amazing talks about like energy and you know planet like just all kinds of humanness types of stuff but one of the things that I learned the most was it's okay to want a life of leisure that that programming of, of, of you have to work all the time is the only way to be seen as a hard worker or somebody who's contributing or whatever any of those stupid words are. I learned there, and this is why my life is the way that it is right now, is like, no, 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 I want to work in whatever way is possible so that I have a lot of leisure time. I don't want to feel guilty or feel like I've wasted time if I sat on my ass and watched TV for two hours, or if I sat and watched hockey instead of whatever, Uh, that's the life that I actually want. I want to manifest lots of leisure time and I'm not going to feel guilty about it because then I'm going to tell the universe that I don't want leisure time. It makes me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And it's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm totally, it like fixed me of that idea that I'm being lazy when I'm being leisurely or that there's always something to do. There's always going to be something to do because I will find something to do because I love to do things, (laughs) even if they're not productive in, in terms of making money, but I like leisure. I want to hang out in the freaking hammock. I want that to be built into my lifestyle, not built into when I take a day off, I want it to be that way. And I've, so far manifested a good deal of that so that I have the time to hang out with my kid and play with her more than I would if I was working nine to five. I, you know, I'm stepping into a different space where I have to create a little bit differently, but I'm now on that plane of, I'm not giving that up. I'm not willing to give up that manifestation of time to hang the ability at two o'clock in the afternoon, if I'm done with my clients to go to the beach on a freaking Wednesday, not, I don't want to give that up. That's built into what I want. It's not a gift that I get randomly. It's something that's built in. I deserve it. And I want it. Right. And not waiting to the weekend because you've slogged through your nine to five and the reward is, is the weekend. It's like, no, the reward's always there. Yeah. It's always possible. I mean, most, most days. And you don't need to do anything to create it. It's just something that's inherently yours. It's like, it's like joy and happy. It's a tie to joy and happiness. Leisure brings us peace. It brings us, it gets, you know, it, it, whatever that is, it, it gives us a, a connection to what causes happiness. What is happiness for us? You know, those times of leisure where we get to do things we want and whether the leisure be that you go sit by the beach or the leisure be that you sit on the couch, you know, whatever that is, is like, it's because it's something that touches you is like, you know, it's like people wonder my friend Yehishua laughs at me because anytime I'm feeling kind of off and I'm feeling kind of like, kind of crunchy and he, he'll know exactly what I'm watching because I'll watch like, okay, I'm in love with Midsummer Murders. I'm obsessed with it a little bit. Um, and so every time I'm in a space where I need comfort or I need something I know that there's too many new things coming at me, too many disruptions in my other, I will begin to binge watch Midsummer Murders again. 
And so mm-hmm. I've done it a couple of times because like when I started moving, like I just needed something that was normal and regular, yeah. but it also, I love doing it on a leisure type basis because it allows me to listen and to watch the show, but I can do something else that I enjoy at the same time. Like, you know, I'll sit there and do something that I have fun, like play with my cat or, you know, something that's enjoyable that it's like, oh, this is like the perfect life. Like if I could just do this yeah. forever, you know? Yeah, that's the idea. That's the, that's the goal, <laughs> really. I mean, when you really think about where we came from human-wise, this is not it. Like this society that is built is not it. Like our ancestors going way, way back did not have to structure their days this way. This is unnatural. The way that we in in our society have, have created days and times and work schedules and, and it's all unnatural. Our natural selves, like when we were put on the earth before industry became what it is, was if you look at it, a lot of leisure, you know, you got up, you hunted, you gathered, and then you hung out the rest of the day, <laughs> really, you know, like early bird gets the worm and then we eat the worm and then we hang out. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It was really, you know, when you really think about the, the idea that we even have to manage our time the way that we do, the, we have to add leisure time the way that we do is because of industry and because of, you know, a little bit of this extra capitalism it's we've talked about i don't hate capitalism but the extra of it that takes our humanness away and forces us to be in these kind of mindsets where we can't allow for leisure to be something we want because it's been so drilled into us that the industry matters more or that the industry is how to achieve leisure and you know when you break free you break free and then you want to tell everybody and that's where (laughs) (laughs) where where my head is at of like when you feel that goodness of choice and you feel that that greatness of having time to do what you want it it's it's a motivator that I've never experienced before but it's really worth it and like when you're listening to this right now and kind of trying to conceptualize like where where we're trying to help you out, it's, it's very individual. You know, you're hearing two different stories just within us. And, you know, that is, makes the case for the individuality of it. Like being able to sit with yourself and be honest about what you truly want and why, you know, you may say, I want a life of leisure, but it may not be a life of leisure that you want. I don't want a life of leisure. I want the opportunity and the choice to have leisure time when I want, but I'm too busy of a person, a too curious of a person for leisure to be the main thing in my life. I love being industrious on my own terms. I love creating things and learning things on my own terms. So I won't sit in the hammock all day, every day. But when somebody says, I want to sit in a hammock all day, every day, I think, no, you probably just want the freedom to do that if you want to, and you feel like you don't have that choice right now. So let's dig deeper into where your time is going and where you would rather it go. And we'll, we'll make that goal and work backwards to make it happen because anybody can do it. We can all structure, we can all change the structure of our time. We just have to be able to sit and think of our individual needs and a lot of times it does help to have somebody supporting you to give you that soundboard to give you that 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 space to be able to openly talk what happens when you say this to a friend or god forbid a family member (laughs) right like I just want to be able to do what I want to do every time whenever I want okay if I said that to like my dad he'd be like yeah everybody wants that like get real you know get real that's not real life guess what? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you know, but, but if you think about the idea of waiting to the weekend for people to enjoy their lives, like it's a very patriarchal type of, you know, oh. mindset is that you have to do and enslave for 40 mm-hmm. hours, Monday through Friday to be able to enjoy your life. That is yes. such a, it's such a, it's such a misnomer. We can enjoy our lives whenever we want to, friends. Yep. 
we are here to give you permission that if you decide, okay, you know what, on my lunch hour, I'm going to go and, you know, do whatever, take a walk in the park, go sit in by a beach, go walk on a hiking trail for 45 minutes, go doing whatever is your leisure thing that you have access to while at work or after work, even like, don't wait until you feel you've done what you need to do and given the reward of it. It's not fun and happiness and leisure and, and fun times and adventures. They're not the reward. They're, they're the point of life. Yeah. It's not about work is your priority and the rest is just the reward. No, living your life, enjoying your life is the priority. Work can just be the vehicle to get you to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think because, I, and this is coming, friends, this is coming from a, a reformed workaholic. Okay. If I wasn't working at least 60 to 80 hours a week, I was like having some sort of crisis because I wasn't working hard enough, but that was somebody else's narrative, not mine that I adopted. And I got rid of that quick, but (laughs) you know, but at the same time, it it was like, I felt like if I didn't, I didn't deserve the happiness that I did get. And it wasn't much because after working overtime or working two jobs, I was so exhausted. All I could do was sleep. And it's not fair because none of those companies and none of those people were ever going to monitor my well-being to make sure I wasn't going to burn out or I wasn't, that I was okay. I had to have to do that. It's the first time ever in my life working the job that I'm working that I realized I have to monitor my well-being. And if I'm not okay, if I'm feeling a little bit around burnout town, then I need to say, I need some time off. I'm going to take some time off and do so. Yeah. And I know that there's probably people listening right now because I can hear my own self in those situations of, you know, the, the work that I do, you know, you don't, it's hard to get those days off because like I would hear, well, you know, the, the, um, the rehab doesn't shut down. So somebody has to be here all the time. This is the, this is the, job you chose, you know, like all of these kind of things to try to make me believe that this was the only option for what work that I've done. And I know that there are people listening that think that feel that same way. Well, taking time off isn't easy for me. My boss won't let me do it. Or I have to schedule so far ahead of time that taking a mental health day, (laughs) I don't know when, like, I can't predict when I need a mental health day and having to call in sick. And I get it, you know, like, again, like there's, there is a lot of people out here facing that. But what I want you to hear is that that is not the only option for your life, that you may feel that way right now, but this is, this is about opening that up and finding out how to change things in your life so that you are not feeling that way. You know, a lot of people say when I'm trying to add in things into their lives, I'm too friggin' tired when I get home from work because I work so hard that the only thing I can do is sit down and watch TV. And it is a challenge to get people to know that that's not the only thing that you can do, that doing things doesn't mean putting more energy out there, that you could also, I mean, I have my hammock, obviously I'm talking about it a lot because (laughs) it's one of those spaces, but instead of sitting and watching Netflix in my living room, I can take my tablet outside and sit in the hammock and be outside watching Netflix and the change of atmosphere itself can change the leisure time into something differently, you know, different or listening to a podcast outside, laying down on a blanket in the grass can change the way that you do it. And you do have time for that because you are at home. It's just a different space that you're using (laughs) and a different maybe modality. It's not like you have to go hiking after work because you like hiking. I get that you're not going to have the energy for that. But if you're, if the only energy reserves you feel like you have are for sitting and watching, that's cool. If you're feeling like you don't get to do what you want, turn that into something different so that you don't feel like it is work, couch, bed, work, couch, bed. 
work couch bed. If that's not working for you, <laughs> change it up, change up your atmosphere, change, try to change the way that you feel about where you're at and see where it takes you. When you start to feel better, a lot of my clients have made different changes in their work. A lot of them, a lot of them have found other jobs because they said, you know, I didn't think I had a choice, but I realize I do have a choice that it's not so scary if I do it the, the way that you're teaching me to do it, which is slowly and to have it come from a passion from within and not have it come from a reaction of not liking where I'm at and have that be the only basis for it. It's a life changer. It's a game changer. It's something that you learn once and you practice a couple times maybe, <laughs> but it carries you through your entire life to be able to have this idea of life is a creation your time management is a creation it's not happening to you you are happening to it and there are unlimited choices if you allow those choices to be there so that you can have a different life you can after 6 p.m have something that fills your soul that doesn't deplete any more of your energy it's totally possible yeah i agree it's a lot. I mean, I, it, a lot of people, I mean, so many people have come to me and been like, I can't, I can't do any of these things. I don't have time. I'm too tired. And it's like, that's cool, but we need to start somewhere. Something has to change. So what little thing can we change to start that fire? Cause once the fire goes, <laughs> you're going to be directed. Like, and this is what I know, you know, I know to be true that once we light the fire, the fire will grow. And that we'll have a very different talk in a couple months about what we're going to do versus what we right now believe is possible. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we hope that we've not further muddled your concept of time, but that we've given you options of how to utilize it versus being a victim to it so to speak and, mm -hmm. and really taking that sense of like okay this is the time that I have how can what do, what do I want from this time and to really kind of um, step into that space of ownership so mm -hmm. if you have any questions you know where to find us and uh, we'll talk to you next week we love Yay. you love you Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light. <laughs>